Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Extra Sauce Podcast. It's my fancy sauce. I want some fancy sauce. Yeah. I'm not done using it. With the czar of sauces, Greg Hill. Mike Shoe to the bridge. Wait, oh, hold on a second. I think I'm supposed to say... Mr. Shoe to the Brit. A Lieutenant Commander. Oh, let that Lieutenant, Lieutenant Com- Commander Shoe. Lieutenant Commander Shoe. Thank you very much. I speak, I like to speak on the podcast in a language that you understand, and that is uh, Star, Klingon? Star Trek. Star- <laughs> Klingon or Star Trekian or, or whatever. Well, we have a great podcast this week featuring a Radio Gold flashback based on the fact that Monday was Monday was May the 4th, right? Yeah. Ew. Who Ew. doesn't know that? What, Ew. Who doesn't know May the 4th be with you? Ew. I really enjoyed the, uh, and I, I have to give credit, I think it was only in Boston on Twitter, but they tweeted a fantastic uh, tweet which basically said, May the sixth be uh, be be upon us, and it was Tom Brady holding up five Super Bowl rings. Excellent, and, the, uh, <laughs> and it, was, it was like it was it was well done. So Excellent. We had we had uh, we had May the Force be with you day this uh, past week. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know. The days are getting. Oh yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was. Friday. I don't pay attention yeah. to that crap. It's Star Wars. <laughs> so by request. There's a Star Wars-involved Radio Gold flashback feature coming up. And then after that, on the podcast this week, I got to spend some time talking to 100-year-old World War II veteran Larry Steinfeld from Waltham at our dinner at Flank last week. And... He's an amazing guy. I, 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 he, it's, it's, it's really, you listened to it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's tell some, I mean, just the attitude at which those yeah, guys, the attitude. they That's undertook what like what they were doing. They were, they were, he was, he's, he was in six different countries serving in, in World yeah. War, World War II. And just the, the way he talks about it, it was like, it was, you know, they did it cause it was Tuesday. You know I mean? It's yeah, like, it's exactly what it was. It's, it's, it's like, oh, well I had to go. So I went, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I went over and I I, I got trained. The whole deal. It's it's uh, it's, it's the I perspective mean, and it's the attitude. Giant. Yeah. They have gi- big, gigantic brass balls. I certainly do not. Yeah. Uh, but but that generation <laughs> is that that's that's why they're called the greatest generation. Yeah, you know, it is, it's 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 great to just listen to the you know the the hundred year old guy and the just the the views he has on today. And yeah, think about what's happened in the last hundred years. And he still yeah. got it together. Like, like that's a, yeah, that's another thing. For a hundred years old, he's sharp, man. I, for, I, I like. I can't remember the the name of uh, somebody that we were talking about yesterday on the show at fifty, mm-hmm. and he's double my age at a hundred. Oh yeah, and uh, you know the guy has got it together. And so, if you if you yeah, I don't know, maybe you only listen to the podcast. You don't listen to the morning show. You don't know who, don't know who Larry is, but uh, we're gonna. 
we're going to hear from Larry. I, I got to spend a, a good 10 or 15 minutes talking to him at the dinner, that, the uh, steak tip dinner that we had for him, and I did not have steak tips in my mouth during the interview, so I think uh, I think you'll enjoy that. But up first, Radio Gold flashback from, uh, I guess maybe it was May the 4th, uh, I don't know, a few years ago during Spaz's OUI segment. Yeah, uh, but there opinions was, under the influence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. there was a, a woman who uh, did her best Yoda impression. and, and, oh, yeah. uh, and Michelle. Other, uh, Michelle, is that her name? Yes. yes. All right. <laughs> and so, I love her. <laughs> this is one of your favorite things yes. of all time, by the way. It is. All right, so we're going to uh, flashback, flashback, flashback here on Extra Sauce and get a little Extra Sauce Radio Gold from Michelle, who had been overserved. And had the unfortunate experience of being interviewed by our former producer late at night or early in the morning. And now... I've learned in my life that alcohol is a drug. O-U-I. I've seen the smoke. Opinions under the influence. Many eyes. Now, every Monday... We get to listen to the overserved as interviewed by <laughs> Sir Beats a Lot, Anthony Parziali, our awesome. producer. This girl, by far, the drunkest. Really? Just and which you guys, her name's Michelle. Michelle. I interviewed her in the girls' bathroom uh-huh. at a bar in Lowell. Which bar was it? At, it's I don't care. It's it's it's, a, it's one of my new favorite spots. It's called Finbar. Yeah, uh, my buddy owns it. I, yeah. I, dude, it's it's awesome. I, I'm in the ba- I'm in the girls' bathroom. What time Me, was this? This it is at like ten. Ten o'clock Saturday. Guys, it, it's like, oh, yeah. She had a good day drinking. Oh my god, kid, oh, nice. she had a great day of drinking. Yeah. This so poor you're girl. In, you're hanging out. Hey, I'm hanging out. Boom! This girl walks in. Yeah. I, it was like a light. Beamed on. I was like, oh my yeah. God, there's my girl. Okay. She was absolutely trash. I have to give my girlfriend Kaylee the assist on this because yeah. she calmed down her ridiculously aggravated friends who tried to attack me after God. I got done oh, interviewing. They didn't her. want you interviewing. Yes. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? But how, the girl. How old this young lady was? I want to say she's like 25. Okay, 25 years 25. old. 25. Do you have a name on her? Her name's uh, Michelle. Mich- Michelle? Michelle. Okay. The most ridiculous drunk noises. And then she gets really nerdy in one of her, in one of her segments. Really? I love the drunk noises. Oh, the All drunk right. noises so are on fire. Meet- Let's meet Michelle. Opinions under the influence. Our segment in which Spaz attempts to get opinions on some uh, try to some topics that are in the news from those <laughs> who have been overserved. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I'm here and loving life. Wow, <laughs> I love it. Love my life. Love my life right now. I'm hammered, and I love f- <laughs> my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> I love my life. Uh-huh. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's it. I'm hammered. I love my life. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's it. Thousand percent. I drank a lot today. I was on an open bar, and that's when you get drunk, right? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got hammered. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Whoa. My God. Thousand percent. Smashed. 
thousand percent. I think she uh, threw for it right sh- plus one. Smashed. I wish there was what video. Was the, what was the, <laughs> she was rocking back and forth, oh, yeah. going like. Oh, yeah. Was she hot? Oh, uh, guys, she was decent. Uh, oh yeah, she was definitely back and forth. Uh, that's or left. Was she doing left? No, right she was doing the foot. She was the going to the mic, away yeah. from the mic, to nah. the mic, away from the mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Does love she it. love her life? I couldn't tell. Of course, she's segment. very I, I happy. couldn't tell I if she loves so. her life or not. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like she's possessed, the texter says. That's, uh, it really sounds like they've made that maybe Satan has got demon hiding in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Jersey hookup right there. Okay. I walk in, somebody says somebody from the Bruins <laughs> is in the building. I, I, I'm nailing that all day long. <laughs> That's just uh, obscure reference, the uh, 40-year-old virgin car ride with oh, yeah. uh, Apatow's wife, whatever her name is. That <laughs> came out of nowhere. Eww! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. What did you ask her about, Spence? So I asked her about Star Wars, uh, about oh. Mark Hamill maybe being in the new Star Wars. Yes, okay. So she right. has her. Okay. Mark Hamill says George Lucas is, quote, talking about us returning to Star Wars. What are your thoughts on Star Wars? Mmm, beer I drink. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like that you do? And then we f- Boom! The Chewy I love is hairy and he's sexy, f- hot, tall. Chewy is my man. <laughs> nah, this is how he does it. Chewie <laughs> sounds like this. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That is wow. the best I love, ever. I love, I, I love the Yoda impression, and then the uh, Darth Vader. This is a, a boner for. Imagine if a nerd was out and he ran into this girl. I mean, thought, ridiculous. I was dying. I gotta hear that. Beer, mm, I, no. I drink. <laughs> You want me to start? Yeah, you gotta play I the whole thing. I need to hear thing. the whole entire just thing. Just I'll start it from doing the beer I drink. Okay, here we go. Mmm, beer I drink. <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. Mmm, like that you do? Dun, 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 And then we f- Boom! But Chewy, I love. He's hairy and he's sexy, hot, tall. Chewy is my man. This is how he does it. Chewy sounds like this. Oh my god. Oh, that's beautiful. Good for her. That is fantastic, Michelle. Beer I drink. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, opinions under the influence. Chick was absolutely smashed, okay. guys. And like, then... Um, all right, so here's this, we have one last piece where I ask her about the guy who uh, beat somebody for not paying rent. Remember that story last spank, week? Well, he spanked a man. He sp- I, yeah, he spanked him. Guy, where was that? Remember I was in was? Ohio, I think. Yes, Ohio. A landlord spanked mm-hmm. a man because he was late with his rent. Right. And so you asked her about this? Okay. A tenant in Ohio was late on his rent, so his landlord decided to whip him in the ass because he didn't pay his rent on time. He whipped him in the ass? I love getting whipped in the ass. These guys, why didn't they do that to me? My landlord knew that I had late rent, and he didn't do that to me, so I should have got whipped in the ass. Why did he? And I did not. Stupid. 
Whip me in the ass now. No. Oh. <laughs> Whip me in the ass. Whip me in the ass. Whip me in the ass. No rent. Bitch. <laughs> All right, that's it. What would you be willing to do to not pay rent? Whip me in the ass. All day. Every day. Beat it. Beat it for rent. Beat it. Beat me for rent. Beat it. Oh, beat me for rent. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's at the top of the rent. list. She's That's at amazing. The that is my friend. When she does that. Oh, beat, beat me for rent. rent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, beat me for rent. <laughs> There's, a, there's not a it. there's not a guy listening to this just isn't oh. pissed that they didn't go to law. Oh, BB Ferrand. The only oh thing I regret god. about this is that her friends came in after that, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, please just let me well, talk to her for like an hour. Yeah. Please just let me her. talk to this girl for an hour. Oh my god, that's she was great. that's wow. Oh, BB Ferrand. Do you think she was <laughs> feeling <laughs> yesterday? I wonder how. Do you think yesterday morning she was, that was only ten o'clock, yeah. right? Is that what you said? It was yes. like ten p.m. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, that's Michelle with her star, several Star Wars impressions while yeah. under the influence. Opinions under the influence this morning here at WAF. This might sound weird, but every time I hear music like that, I feel like I need a banana in my hand. I know I, what. I, I need like a, like I have to start conducting the orchestra. Oh, that. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were having the same feeling as uh, several million other Star Wars fans when they hear that. Oh. That, in that case, the banana is code. In the case of Keith Lockhart, who was in our studio this week and allowed me to yes. conduct uh, the orchestra with him using a banana as a baton. Uh, the maestro. Was not, it was not code. Yeah. The maestro was a good interview. Oh, he's great. It was. Yeah. Uh, it he was, has a good sense of humor. Yeah. He was, yeah. It was a great interview. All right, um, we're going to get some extra sauce now from Larry Steinfeld, a 100-year-old World War II veteran from Waltham who joined all of us and some listeners at Flank in Waltham this week or last week, end of last week, for a steak tip dinner. His favorite food, his favorite, uh, his, his favorite choice of dinner is steak tips. And so um, we held a dinner in honor of Larry. Larry had been robbed at his apartment in Waltham of a $100 scratch ticket. And the Waltham police immediately took up a collection and uh, and doubled that. I think they, mm-hmm. actually they tripled it. I think they got him $300. Yeah. And we talked about that on the radio. And then many of you suggested that we have a dinner with Larry and, and honor Larry. And I had the honor, the absolute honor of and privilege of talking to Larry after dinner about his experience growing up um, in Boston and in Brookline and uh, a legendary baseball player that he got to see play for uh, not a lot of money and uh, (laughs) barely any money. That's another shocking part of this interview. (laughs) And of course uh, his experience 
as a soldier during World War II. So with, with Memorial Day right around the corner, we'll get a little extra sauce from Larry Steinfeld. I want to know what year you were born. June 17, 1916. And where? Where were you born? Boston. And did you live in Boston for most of your younger years? No. I was three years old. They moved to Brooklyn. And I lived in Brooklyn till I was about nine years old. Went to New York and lived there in the Bronx for one year. Came back to Brooklyn and went to Brooklyn High. Did you did, did you tell me that you saw Babe Ruth play in New York? Oh, that right down the end of the street I lived on was Calm Avenue, and that was Braves Field. It was a uh, I saw Babe Ruth. I saw Rabbit Moranville. Those were all the names of different people. I can't remember all, but Babe Ruth I did see. Do you remember how much it cost to go to a Red Sox, Maybe a Braves game? A Braves. How much? 15 cents? 15 It's a little cents. bit more than that now. No, now? <laughs> 15 dollars? It would set you back a little bit oh, more. This 15 dollars would get you half of a hot dog is about what it would this get. This was 15 cents. 15 cents. How'd you get there? What, uh, did you take I the, just walked in there. You walked, I, yeah. They did that to the Braves Field. They had a... Uh, a league there for kids up to a certain age and it cost 15 cents to sit at the third base side and watch the game where were you when you found out that 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 our country was going to enter world war ii i was home uh did you hear about it on the radio i was home working what were you doing at that time i was selling shoes selling shoes women's shoes how old were you uh, about 24, 25. Okay. And my son was about a year old. And uh, they, I remember Janu- uh, December 7th when they bombed Hawaii, I guess it was. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. And did you, did you feel like immediately that you wanted to go and fight for your country? No. No. I'm no hero. I was in a, uh, I was in a repo depot. I was pulled in like everybody else. Because of the draft? Cause I of... was drafted. Yeah. But I, the minute I was drafted, I went down to South or North Carolina, and I took 16 weeks of basic training. And then I was assigned to a unit going overseas. And then when I got overseas, I went to France, and they gave me a rifle. And they said, zero it in. You are now a a boy with a gun. And I ended up with an uh, Illinois Lincoln Brigade. Uh, I forget what the hell that was. Anyway, I was with them, and I ended up in the 95th Evacuation Hospital. Then went to the 333rd General Hospital, got on a meat wagon during the Battle of the Bulge because they were coming into the city. The Germans were coming back, and I went all the way to Normandy. And in Normandy, they were going to make me a, a guard of a German prison camp. And I said to the lieutenant, 
You're going to give me a gun. You just gave me my combat infantry badge that they sent, and you're going to give me a gun. Now you're going to come behind me, and I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to kill you. I said, I don't want another gun in my hand. So they put me on a floor running a German prison floor. They're all prisoners, and I was in charge. They did my laundry. <laughs> they did everything. I used to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> I had a big map, and, and it showed the Russians coming to Berlin and the Americans coming to Berlin. And I'd say, the Russians are ahead of the Americans. They'll be there for it. Oh, please, get tell the Americans to get to Berlin, not the Russians. They hate it. What was it like leaving at 24, leaving your wife and your child behind? I was 27 then. 27. It was terrible because I, I was married and I was working, and all of a sudden you're put, uprooted. You're did nothing. You, did, did you write letters back and forth? With your wife? Yeah. My no. wife took care of the baby. She lived with her mother when I was in. She was a wonderful woman. That's all I can tell you. She was the best thing that ever happened to me. When you, um, when when you got there, when you you went to six countries, I think you said you went to France and to Germany and yeah, and well, to I was traveling Belgium and and you 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 were in six different six different countries. Were were you scared? I don't think I was. I was old enough to be scared. You got to be an older person to be scared. Young people are never scared. I don't think I ever was scared. I used to see people with just heads and half of bodies laying there from being killed. These were Germans. We we passed. I just looked at him and kept on going. It didn't bother me. It didn't, almost like you were in shock, or it, or it didn't. I don't know. I, I, I think I went through the war without worrying about a damn thing. It's when I got through, and I was ended up in the hospital. I that's when I realized it's dangerous. Yeah, was the country different then? Oh yeah, and. And you could, I could go out and take a walk on the streets. No one would even touch me, even talk to me. Today you can't do that. Yeah, the generation since, I think, we all, maybe rightly so, get accused of not being able to live up to your generation, the greatest generation. Do you? I uh, do, did, we never noticed that for ourselves. We were fill-ins. In other words, we were drafted. Most of us were. Was there ever a thought that you wouldn't go when you were drafted? That, that you would protest or that you would... I wouldn't protest. I just went. You just went. They said, was... you're drafted. Show up at a certain time. There was a armory on Calm Avenue in Brighton there. I went. Went through all the different things. They tested me for everything. You're in. But but I think that there's this kind of a feeling I, that that we can't. I don't know that we'll ever live up to the bravery. I mean, you had you fought with guys who enlisted that weren't 
that weren't old enough to fight. And it was the way it was. It was kind of like I had kids in my household, eighteen, nineteen-year-old kids from the West Coast, and I became buddies with them. I was twenty-seven then. And you were fighting because you knew it was the right, the right thing to do. They handed you a gun and said, "Shoot!" You shot. You shot. You shot. I gave one guy a purple hat. I had a bayonet on the end of my gun, and I <laughs> fell forward. I slipped, and the bayonet went ahead and got him in the leg. He went home with a purple hat. <laughs> um, I didn't, but yeah, he did. Yeah. What was it like when you got home, when the war was over? When I came from Devon's, I grabbed a cab at North Station. He pressed the horn all the way from North Station up to Brighton. I said, don't, it's nine o'clock at 10 o'clock at night. Let them sleep. He says, oh no, you're back. You're back, you're back, you fought for this country. I came up the stairs and I saw my wife on the third floor. I started undressed. <laughs> I took this one, this one. I got in the house and then I looked around. There's her grandma. <laughs> oh, the, wait a minute. So nothing could happen because there's yeah, nothing they're, they're, happened. <laughs> um, do, you, do you feel like the, you know, you think about World War II and your generation and everybody working toward a, um, a common cause? Do you feel like that's lost in this country now? I don't know. I really don't. When I got out of the service, I I went to join the uh, foreign wars, veterans of foreign wars. I signed up. I I went to the one in Brighton. There was about three guys sitting around drinking beer, drunk as hell. I said, this is what I'm going to come and join. I never went back. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about the guys that didn't make it back, what do you what do you think about those guys? Oh, those guys are heroes. They're, they're definitely heroes. You can't do enough for the family or anything. I think they're great. Well, I, I think you're pretty great. And uh, no, I'm not. You're not? No. I'm, well, you're I'm what they call a bastard. You're a- <laughs> I, was, I lived alone. In other words, when I was in the service, I did everything alone. I used to help them. I was the oldest citizen. I still am. <laughs> well, listen, you've lived 100 years. That's pretty yeah, good. But I was pretty good at 27, 28, yeah, when yeah. the other kids are 18. Anything you haven't done in your life that you want to do? What? Anything you haven't done in your life you want to do? No. No? no. You've done it all? I would do it if my wife was with me. Yeah. Or my kids. But what's the sense of doing it alone? Well, I I think I speak for everybody when I say thanks. Thanks for, your, for what? What do you mean? I thank you for, for the food. I know, but I thank you for serving this country and for... Uh, huh? What did for, I do? What did you do? Yeah. You, you as a 20, as a 27-year-old so man, you left, as a 27-year-old man, you left your family behind <laughs> and you went overseas to fight for what you thought was right. Uh, and that... I don't look at it that way. Well, we do. So... Thank you. All right. All right. Larry, it's been great to meet you. You too. And happy Memorial Day. Yes. (laughs) It's coming up. (laughs) It is coming up. Thank you. Thanks for your service. Next month is the big month.
I start young again. Hot, what, 101. 101? So you're starting off at one. So you'll be 101 next month. Yeah. All right. I'll be well, let's, a baby. Let's do this dinner again when you when you're uh, when you turn 101. All right. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. There'll be bluebirds over the white cliffs of Dover tomorrow. Just you wait and see. There'll be Amazing stuff. Amazing guy. Yeah. Amazing guy. And so, you know, sharp, still sharp at yeah. 100. Oh, actually, he's going to be 101 pretty soon, right? Yeah. Didn't he, he say yeah, that? Yeah. Next, next month, he's turning 101 <laughs> years old. Yeah. So, and like I said, the attitude. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, just just went. Yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, they <laughs> said I had to go, so I went. So I went. Yeah. It was No it, whining. I mean, and the way, I mean, I just can't imagine uh, having having never been there, the, the, you know, the, the memories- Obviously, are as like as fresh in his mind as yeah. uh, as if they were yesterday. Because so, um, a member of the greatest generation, Larry Steinfeld, and thanks a lot for listening to Extra Sauce this week. You can subscribe, and we hope you do subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. And we're always begging for ratings, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, go all the way. Give us, give yeah. us, give us as many stars as you can. Give us a good rating. Greg will uh, treat you to dinner with steak tips, just uh, like Larry. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't see that anywhere. Oh no, we had that written up in the new, uh, the new extra sauce uh, agreement that you, uh, you know. Can you know, hand so, me, so you hand me that a, agreement? Yeah, here, take a look. Okay. It's right there. You're gonna buy a yeah. steak tip oh, dinner. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh no. No. Oh no. Unfortunately. Oh no. We're out of steak tips. For the indeterminate. The whole world is out of state (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to Extra Sauce. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.